Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. We're live, Karen. We're live in the uh, progressive uh, Facebook page exclusive to uh, the supporters group and um, we're catching up on today. So uh, I'm going to introduce you, Karen. You just sit there being you for a second. They can all see you. Uh, so, guys, I'm going to introduce you someone very, very special. I met, I think, pretty near the start of their property career. I still remember meeting you and Nigel uh, and what happened that weekend. Um, but she has become a, a proper, serious property professional, building her own portfolio and packaging deals. And in my in my personal view, she is the expert for direct-to-vendor marketing. And what we're doing today with the Gumtree Challenge is direct-to-vendor marketing. Um, she told me just before we came on air, really excited news, that this month, this month alone, she's agreed three deals through a packaging business. It's going to produce over £10,000 in packaging fees. So we're dealing with a proper property professional here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the wonderful Karen Hopkinson. Yay! Thanks for a fantastic introduction, David. That was really it, lovely. It was the best I could do. Okay, let's You're get amazing. straight in. Let's give okay. it a friend some content, Karen. So I'm, go, I'm just going to let you run with it. So they sent out a text message this morning to Gumtree depending on what strategy they pick and where, where they mm. are in the country, either landlords or vendors. Okay. Um, I am aware, because I've seen the clatter of messages uh, in the community, that, that some friends have got a, a lot of responses. Fantastic. Some have dived in and just rung them. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not waiting for this three o'clock session to find out what to say. Okay. You've been there. You do a lot of direct amendment marketing. When you get a response, what do you do? Okay. Um, I absolutely love direct vendor marketing. I love it. I'm very much a people's person. Um, and I also love it because um, you just get some absolutely fantastic, fantastic deals from that. I've just had two of my own that I got direct vendor work. I won't talk about the figures, but I have no money left in whatsoever. So, that's the reason why I love direct vendor work. So um, I can totally understand why people are a little bit nervous about talking to this absolute stranger on the end of the phone, especially when you're at the beginning of, of your journey as well. It's just like, oh, my God, what is it that I say? What information do I need? Um, but it's really, really important. At the end of the day, you need to remember they're just a human being on the end of the phone. So it's just a human being talking to a human being. You're wanting to buy. They're wanting to sell. So you've automatically got something in common, haven't you? So my my piece of advice would be just be yourself. Um, because what they'll be looking for is somebody that they're able to relate to, that's friendly. Um, so really, it's about building up that rapport right from the very beginning. Um, I'm a very, um, a very lively person. Um, so generally when I answer the phone, I am very much higher. It's Karen. Um, and, and people tend to find me easy to be able to get on with. So I'd suggest that you come across along those sorts of lines. So I always go along and sort of say, just to make sure the phone call is about, you know, you've responded to my ad, whether it be through Gumtree, whether it be through um, a physical leaflet. I do a lot of, I do about, 
10,000 um, leaflets uh, every six, maybe eight weeks. So I do a lot of um, a lot of direct to vendor through through leafleting direct to the door. So once I've um, ascertained that that is what the phone call is about, um, it really is all about um, finding fact finding. Because let's say, for example, you've got somebody that's ringing you up and go along and say, um, I've got a, a £300,000 house and I only um, deal in Sheffield. So to um, for a £300,000 £300, house in Sheffield, that, that's quite that's quite a, um, a property. So that's not the sort of thing that I would be interested in. My price brackets is sort of max 110 and anything as cheap as I possibly can get. So it, it's really about all finding that fact finding as to whether you're able to help them. Okay, so what I want to squeeze out of you, if I can, Karen, is the actual, what do you actually say? How, what okay. are the questions you ask in your fact find? You're, you're on the phone, right? Um, and we've got friends who have never done this before, and I can mm. see we've got friends who have done this a lot, right? So they know. But friends who have never done it before. Yes. You've had a message, you've you've dialed the number. What do you say? What do you say? <laughs> what information are we trying to get from this phone call? Okay. So for me, I very much weave my questions in. I would never have. I've got a set questions that I need to know. I'll weave them into conversation. Because I think if you came into the what type of house is it? How much do you want for it? Why is it an an um, kind of going in with that kind of approach? I don't think that you're gonna get a very good conversion rate. I think it's very much talking and questions. So the questions that I ask is, what type of property have you got? As in, is it a detached, semi-detached, terraced? So I'm needing all of this information for my information gathering as to sort of, um, to see whether it's something that I'm interested in or not. I'd like to know how many bedrooms it's got. So um, I'll also sort of ask as to, if I was to go along and, and, and say what sort of condition your house is in, if 10 is, it's absolutely immaculate. I've just finished replacing everything in that in that house. Um, or one, actually, it, it's I've not been able to give it much love for many, many years and it's in really poor condition. Well, what number would you put on your on your house? I, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm Busting to know what sort of number you get back from the other end. I mean, do you get a lot of tens, Karen? Or do you, do you, do you get honest answers? Because eventually you're going to go and see that house if you're interested in it. To be honest, I do. I tend to get, in my opinion, over-honest opinions right. um, where, where people don't necessarily are going down this route because they're too embarrassed to put their property on with an estate agent and they don't want everybody and their dog coming into their house. They're just wanting a quick sale um, because of the condition of their house. Um, and they'll quite often apologize for the state of their house. And you're walking around it thinking, well, actually, do you know what? It's all right. So yeah, so I do tend to find that a lot of them can be over, over, um, yeah. I'm trying cool. to think of the right word on that one, but. No, I get it. I interrupted you. So we've had kind of a property, how many beds condition, scale yes. of one where do you go yeah. then? Um, I'll also want to know as to sort of why they're why they're selling. I'm trying to understand what their circumstances are. Now, sometimes this can trigger, and for the next 15, 20 minutes, where you're just listening 
to sort of the reasons why they're needing to sell. Um, others are just a bit, I'm just needing to sell and that's it. They don't want to get into conversation. And I think it's really important when you go along and say you've got two ears and one mouth. So, um, so yeah, some, some are really quite talkative. Others are just very much sort of just wanting the conversation. Are you able to help me or, or, or not? So at what point do you decide from this <clears throat> I, If I can, I like to have an idea of what they would like for their house. How much money do, are they thinking of for their house? I'm also interested as to whether it's on the market, if it's been on the market. Right. And also whether they're they're needing to get out of their property reasonably quickly as well. Cool. And obviously, and, and this might sound really daft, but it's so easy to do, you want the full address of the property as well. Because sometimes you can get so engrossed in the conversation, I've got to ask this, I've got to ask that, I've got to ask the other. And then it's just like, oh, don't even know where your house is, mate. <laughs> A bit embarrassing to bring back and ask them, isn't it? Um, okay, what about do you get so the, the process at our end is slightly different because I've sent messages, we've sent messages out, and people have responded to the messages. Okay, um, you're gonna get phone calls that don't go like that. How do you yes. deal with people who sometimes you wonder why they responded at all? How do you deal with those? You know, somebody giving you a hard time. It's almost giving me a hard time. Um, obviously, everything's on their own on their own individual basis on that front. But I do I do tend to again listen and do very little talking on that. And if they are, because some people you know feel as though you're you're out there to scam them or or things along those sorts of lines. And it really is, you know. I understand what it is that you say, and I just want to go along and reassure you that that you know that's not the purpose of our of our phone call um and, and if you feel you know that, that this isn't for you then uh, i wish you all the best in selling your house um and yeah hope you have a good day that there's there's no point in trying to get into a, you know a, a conversation where you're feeling actually the other person isn't feeling as though they really want to be engaged with you and that they're serious in wanting to sell their house yeah so i've spied a couple of really good questions coming up in in the thread um, James asks, if it's not for you, if you decide it's not for you, how do you let them down? How do you let them, how do you let them know? How do you let them down softly? Okay, with that, there's a, there's a couple of things. Um, I can go along and say it's a little bit, for the money that you're asking, um, it's a little bit more than what I would be able to, to offer you. Um, um, so, yeah, so there's, there's, one, there's one or two things that's going to happen there. That you know, let's say that they're saying, oh, "I want a hundred thousand for the house," and, and you know for a fact that really, it really should be about the ninety kind of k. Um, you can either go along and say, "Well, actually, it's a bit too much money for them than what I was looking for." So they're either going to go along and say, "That's great," and walk away, or actually, they're going to come back with the question of, "Well, how much do you think you might be able to offer me?" Cool. And as well, from Manic, uh, who asks, "At what point do you tell them you're a property investor?" I'm so sorry, say that again, David. Yeah, we're getting a bit of feedback here. Mm -hmm. At what point do you tell the other side that you are a property investor? Right from the very beginning. 
Oh, right. Cool. I, I, person, I personally do. Um, I believe in being um, honest and upfront okay. on that. And to be quite honest, I would go along and say probably 90% of the calls that I get do go along and say, is it you that's looking to buy my house? Yeah. Or, yeah. and it's always actually, you know, it's it could be me. But then again, I also go along and have um, investors as well. So always, always honest and upfront because you can't build, for me, you can't build good trust in relationship if you're not going to start on the right foot right at the very beginning. Because right. you could do so uh -huh. much work and actually then you come out with actually, you know, I'm, I'm buying this for an investor and they're, and they're backing away. You, you've They've got mistrust in you and that's not a good place to have a relationship. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. And um, my, one of my favourite lines is, one of my favourite right? So I, I probably don't use, I don't know I'm a property investor, I don't know I'm a deal packager, uh, I work with people who want to invest, I or one of my friends. It's always that. Um, that's cool. So uh, let's broaden the conversation a little bit, if you don't mind, okay. because we folks out there, we are honoured, blessed that Karen is a mentor in our deal packaging mastermind. She's got so much to give and, and she she just loves working with people and, you know, pushes them forward. So um, all we've done, Karen, today is uh, the Gumtree Challenge. Um, what other uh, – you mentioned leaflets. Yes. What are your favourite direct-to-vendor strategies? What gets you the best results? Obviously, leafleting, from the amount you do, you're clearly committed to that. Anything else that uh, we need to talk about? Uh, yeah. So I I – use my car for advertising because obviously it's free advertising i'm forever going around um sheffield in all different areas um whether it's because i'm going out to viewings whether i'm going to the supermarket whether i'm going to be in wherever i am just a constant advertisement so on the back of my car um i have uh, i'm going to call it a sticker but obviously it's a little bit more than a sticker but basically a, a sticker that covers all of my back windscreen um, which literally has my business name on it. Um, so it's very much like we buy we buy houses, any condition, um, and just obviously have my contact details on there. So that's on the rear of my car. And then on the sides of my car, I have um, magnetic signs as well. Cool. So, um, so when I'm parked up. Have you any idea how many deals that might have generated over a period of time from your car? Just... Oh. Did anyone actually mention, oh, I saw your car in, in Thasda and um, gave you a ring? Yeah, I've actually had people ringing me on my, obviously it's on my burn phone, it's not on my personal phone, um, yeah. ringing on my burn phone while I'm actually driving. Fact. Because they, they've literally seen it, whether it's they're in the car themselves and there's a passenger's ringing me, trying to ring me while I'm in the car in front of them, or whether it's been when you're stuck at traffic lights. And because you've got magnets either side, people just just look. And the magnets you find on the back, what, what are we talking? £100 each or £200 each? Gosh, no, no my, my sticker on the back, I do pay, um, I think it's about just over £100. But the reason that it's that much is that I've got full visibility looking out because obviously it really helps when you can see where you're going when you're reversing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but no, my, my magnets on the side of my car, do you know, I think they cost me £25, maybe not even that. Yeah. Okay. 
very cost effective. Uh, James has asked a question, uh, I've seen. So he's finding the Gumtree challenge has resulted in what he guesses is 95% agencies being involved. Okay, James, that's a, it's a really big number. Yes, of course, there are estate agencies involved in Gumtree, not private individuals. Is this normal? Are private individuals preferred? So if I may jump in on that, um, I haven't got a problem with its agencies so long as they want to talk about selling the house, James. That's the key, right? And once you get in with agencies, then, of course, they've got a much broader offer. So it doesn't worry me unduly. Um, it's the same script. It's the same conversation. Uh, you're just dealing with a property professional as opposed to a owner-driver type property professional. So I wouldn't worry about that. Just It's a numbers game, James. It's a, just the more phone calls you make, the more messages you send out, the more phone calls you make, the more leads are going to convert into appointments and then deals. So that's really important, Karen. Uh, I need to share with everyone because I haven't shared with this. When they ring to talk to the vendor, they've had a message back and they've followed up the message. Difficult in these COVID times, right? But the, the normal times, the purpose of the call, in my view, is to get an appointment, to get a viewing. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so in COVID times, that's a little bit more difficult, but there are people out there doing viewing. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm happy for you to... Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, if you think about it, estate agents are out there themselves doing viewings. Yeah. Um, and I always go along and ask the person when I'm coming around, well, one, are you happy for me to come around? How are you feeling about COVID? Would you like me to be wearing a mask? Would you like me to be wearing gloves? Would you? And, and I just bring it over to them. How are you feeling about it? Because um, so far, I've had nobody saying, you know, I want you to be masked up, gloved, the whole, the whole thing. They've just wanted the two metre distance. Uh, respecting respecting that but I'm finding that people that are that are in Sheffield are they're perfectly happy with you coming around to do that but obviously just be respectful of what their thoughts and feelings on it are great Natalia's <laughs> on your magnetic stickers uh, she said where would you get the magnetic stickers from um I just Whichever town or city that you're in, I would literally just Google as to who, who does it. Um, there's plenty of online companies that do it. I personally prefer to go to um, to somebody because they, they measured mine up because every this is getting a bit technical, but every car door is different and mine's got a bit of a ridging and you don't want a ridge. Where, you, where your magnet is because obviously it's not going to stick to your car so i personally use somebody in the city and go get mine measured up it doesn't cost me any more cool really good um time is is running on i really want to press you on different direct to vendor marketing techniques yep. okay so yep. okay with, uh, karen a lot of people say leaflets don't work what do you think <laughs> Really? Okay. <laughs> there you go. There's my reaction to leaflets don't work. Um, that's fantastic because if people want to go along and feel that way, that means there's more deals for me out there. Because yeah. I will go out leafleting and I, and I don't have any competition. If people want to think what they want to think that leaflets don't work, they they absolutely do. So you pick an area yes. and you send out a number of leaflets. Perhaps you can help me with the number if it's a new area. And then do you repeat 
in the same area with the same leaflet? How, what's the process with, with, with leaflets? Okay, so I, um, I find my area and then I'll put them into quadrants. Okay, so I've got one, two, three, four. So I'll go along and deliver two and a half thousand in area one, one in week one, and then I'll do in week two and so on and so forth until I've done my whole quadrant. So I will then, anything between six to eight weeks later, I will start that quadrant again because it's just building up that know, like, and trust with that area. And people do talk. They do talk. So, you know, if, you, if you're getting leaflets through and go along and say, oh, did you go along and get? And, and it just it just spreads like wildfire um, about those. So, yes, yeah, so I definitely keep on repeat leafleting. Um, when I've done that for probably three rounds, I'll, I'll probably leave it alone for four to six months. I'll go to a different area and then I'll come back to that area again, because obviously you've got certain gold mine areas. So I keep on targeting them and make sure that people know. That I'm out there and I'm looking. That's great. Mind space. Wow. About mind space at, at the other end. Um, cool. So we've got leaflets. I'm I'm trying to edge you towards some really quirky stuff that I know you do, which I love, by the way. And talk about code. So you know where I'm heading. Have you got any sort of um, direct to vendor marketing that you kind of are the the, the, the specialist and market leader in, Karen? Would you go and share that with our friends? Out there? Okay, so um, I have T-shirts printed up. So um, basically, I have my logo on the front and also also on the back. So whenever I'm not always, obviously. Um, so whenever I'm out and about, I tend to wear my T-shirts. So I am just a walking billboard. Um, I also have um, gym vests as well. So I go to lots of different gyms in Sheffield. And um, yeah, that causes quite a lot of interest uh, because you just don't see it, do you? Well, it, it, it's just another garment, and I'm trying to tease it out of you. Uh, but your the, the, the yellow jacket thing, go on. Uh, right, yeah, um, I don't wear them anymore, um, only because I don't go out. Well, only because I don't go out. It's very rare, I should say, that I go out and leaflet. I don't have the time now to to go out and do that. So I have a company that go along and deliver my my leaflets. So they wear high vis jackets, and on the high vis jackets, um, they've got my they've got my logo on the back of them. So they again are just walking billboards for me when they're going out there, and it just generate it generates conversation, but it also generates some trust as well. Yeah, so you blew me away. You walked into one of our training sessions uh, in Peterborough wearing your high-vis jacket, and I'd never mm -hmm. actually seen anything like it before. <laughs> the cost of it was like tiny. You said you've got it. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're next to nothing. They're next well, to nothing. And, and, and getting them printed up, again, it's, it's, it's just no... For the cost of advertising, for what it's costing you, it, it just, it's not, it really, really, really is, is nothing. Okay. Well, we're getting branded face masks. I'm seeing Alan jump in with, yeah, uh -huh. very topical. Yeah, go for it, Alan. Um, nothing else, just the face mask. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd definitely gain attention and cause conversations. <laughs> So we've opened, there's so many questions coming through. Uh, letters. Now, letters, Karen, just you may not know this, actually, because you haven't seen the agenda. 
So uh, direct um, vendor letter campaigns, we are dealing with on Friday team. Uh, I've got Katie Wilson coming to talk about um, direct mail campaigns. So you'll, you'll have the full gen on that. Uh, leaflets, we, there's a question there, do you deliver them yourself? You've covered that. Um, how do you pick your leaflets? Where did you get your leaflets, Karen? Um, I started off on uh, just going on eBay and just finding the cheapest one, uh, getting getting it technical, especially if you're out there, which I strongly, strongly recommend you use your own shoe leather um, when you first start delivering. You need to know your area intimately. Um, so technical wise, it needs to be 170 gram paper, which is more card than paper. Um, A5, canary yellow, always use canary yellow. Um, I handwrite my original backhand front, send it off to the printers. Um, so it looks as though I've literally handwritten 10,000 leaflets, which obviously I haven't. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Oh, we reason, lost you there. Okay. The reason being that I'm saying the 170, and this is a little bit sad, but it might save these digits here, is that when you fold them in half, you don't actually have to physically put your fingers through the letterbox because there's dogs sometimes on the other on the other side. So please, please be careful when you do go out um, direct to vendor leafleting. But with this, because you've got the rigidity, it doesn't matter what your letterbox is like, you can poke it through and still look. I have them all Letterbox over the. When I was a lad, you just opened the flap and bunged it in, right? I mean that was. But now um, they've got like teeth, haven't they? Metal teeth. Yeah. And then you put the thing through and the doggies the other side. Woof, woof. Yeah, I've, I've had all that. I used to wear special gloves. and I won't go, in, I won't go into that. <laughs> Aaron, there's been gold in this interview. I want to thank you so much. Uh, the, the most important thing, team, uh, if, if you're watching us, is that Karen has given you the script, what to say to your um, the people who have responded to your Gumtree messages, okay? So get on the phone. Try and get an appointment to go and see the property. If they can't get to go and see the property or they're working out of area, uh, Karen, I would recommend that they try and get the um, vendor, if they're up for it, or the landlord to send them photos, maybe to do a walk-round video. I might yes. have to do a different session on that rather mm. than doing this live. Mm. Katie Wilson and I work very hard, team, on a virtual viewing blueprint, um, which I'll try and share with you during the week. But for the time being, if they're local to you, if you can get an appointment, that is the key. Face-to-face, -face, even mask-to-mask -mask in the current situation is what's going to get your deal over the line. So, Karen, can I say thank you? you You're you, more than welcome. Well, now you guys have all met Karen, right? Uh, she's got a wealth of experience, of knowledge. You get, you know... The calm authority and power with which she speaks, you know she's done shed loads of deals, right? And we are absolutely blessed to have her with us as a mentor in our deal packaging mastermind. So one of you, we're going to sell a deal uh, this week, and then you're going to get access to Karen every month for six months sitting in oh, that mastermind. That's fantastic. Part of the prize, Karen. They're going to get um, the packaging fee in full. I'm going to mm. try and sell their deal. plus. Uh, they're going to get a chair on our uh, deal packaging mastermind. So, wonderful. What's coming up now? Eight o'clock. I'm going to be back. I'm going to say thank you to Karen in a minute. Eight o'clock. I'm going to be back. 
Uh, I need some results, team. I need to know uh, how many leads you've got, how many phone calls you've made, what, how many appointments. I know there are friends out there who've got appointments because they've been messaging me. I've seen double-digit, serious double-digit leads, some double-digit appointments in the diary. I've already seen that. Now, you guys know what to say. Get on the phone and put your appointments in place. Uh, Karen, thank you so much. Uh, inspirational uh, to so many of our friends in the group watching because there are real people who are dual packages, who are decent, honest, attractive in the proper sense people, right, and not that caricature that irritates me that we sometimes see on uh, Facebook, right? Yes. And uh, our friends are going to meet several of our mentors this week, so you can see they're proper people. Right, go and make your phone calls now. We'll see you there. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.